not be driven by fear into an age of unreason. Oh my god, guys, listen up. I have an announcement to make. Did you guys know that I'm like the number one Google search last week? It could be the stuff of history, however, one way or the other. Okay, is Jessica Simpson here yet? And to those critics who are so pessimistic about our economy, I say, don't be economic girly man. And you'll never have to pour or measure detergent again. Can we, can we all get along? Terror, horror, death. Film at 11. How many sides does a triangle have? Damn, four. There's no side. One. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Last week on Earth. Brain Trust, it is time for yet another episode of Last Week on Earth. It's great to have all of you here, wherever you are. You're not actually gathered in a physical space, but you're gathered in an ear space, an auditory space where we can all gather. And listen to each other. It's mostly you listening to me on account of the fact this is my podcast. If you have a podcast, I have a chance to listen to you. Thus far, I'm not listening to you right now. But I will be listening to you in Twitter answers later with some very interesting answers to what your pet peeves are. Found some of your answers very spot on, very interesting, great calls on some of these. It has been quite the week. It is currently 3 a.m. per usual for me to record the pod. And I'm waking up at 7 a.m. in four hours, and I have not yet packed for a trip to my university, my alma mater, UC San Diego, where I'm the keynote speaker at the Triton Leadership Conference. Triton is our school mascot. And the theme of this year's conference, Women in Leadership. And I am the keynote speaker... And I'm a man. I don't know if they're under the impression that I'm transitioning or have transitioned, perhaps. Or maybe they just um, know how embracing I am of women. Not physically, but spiritually and emotionally. It's probably the first of it. Maybe they think I'm a woman. It can be so. I've been growing a beard now for about a month and a half. It hasn't changed my old university's opinion of me. They think I'm a lady. And that's cool. I'm going to be a tired lady when I speak to them. And I hope they don't listen to this podcast and hear that fact. We always start with the big story of the week. We, of course, summarize the week on this planet called Earth. But we got to start with the big story. So much happened in the world. How do you choose one? Shakira and J-Lo... Shake their butts at the Super Bowl. People are up in arms. I thought it was a fantastic halftime show. Both J-Lo and Shakira. Great dancers. Great singers. I mean, Shakira is a great singer. J-Lo sings. She insists on continuing to sing. And good on her, you know? Don't let anybody tell you you shouldn't sing when you're J-Lo. Do all the things. Be in the Hustlers movie. Could have probably left the stripper pole out of the halftime show, but I still loved it, not criticizing. A lot of people were up in arms, saying it was too sexual. Some were saying it's because they were both Latinas, powerful Latina women dancing with their bodies, including their butts, on television. Combination of the two, probs. 
you know? We're still a culture that's very uncomfortable with certain minorities, a.k.a. all of them, advancing to the things that we've been doing for years. A lot of cheerleaders on the sidelines shaking their butts, no problem, but if they get a certain level of fame, they can't shake their butts. I say shake your butt. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. You know what I'm saying, though? You can quote me on that, too. Were some of the shots a little bit inappropriate for maybe the children watching? Sure, that is true. There was a sequence there for about a minute, minute and a half, where I thought I was going to, or maybe did see, Shakira's vagina. The angle was, it was I think it was called the Vagina Cam, brought to you by Verizon 5G. They shake their butts at the end. Shakira did a tongue-licking thing that also went, la 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 which a lot of people didn't know what that was. It wasn't meant to be sexual. It was meant to be the sound that Middle Eastern people make. She's Lebanese, partly. And a lot of Persian people make this. Well, all of them. Persian women make that at weddings, bar mitzvahs. La, 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 la. All of a sudden, you think you're under attack from incoming, incoming troops, and you're not. You're in a celebratory occasion. Everybody's happy about it. And it just all of a sudden sounds like we're centuries ago in a time far gone. But it's a tradition from centuries ago in a time far gone. That's what traditions are. They continue things from the past. Sometimes they be left behind. I do think so. I respect people's ability to do that. I have some Persian ex-girlfriends. Their families would do that kind of thing. Does it startle me every time? You're damn right it startles me. So the point is, that wasn't meant to be sexual. It's a tradition. It scares me a lot. J-Lo and Shakira should be allowed to dance. Maybe it was too sexual for children to see. Kind of weird to be on a stripper pole, and then a moment later your daughter comes out and sings a beautiful song. Those two are not typically linked, unless the mother and daughter are both strippers at the same strip club, in which case that is linked. And then it's a great training ground. But our society gave away long ago the ability to discern between what's appropriate for people of all ages and what's appropriate for adults. We just decided, fuck it, everybody gets everything. Kids will, are going to learn anyway because we're not trying to not tell them. And so it is what it is. If we're not going to put that cat back in its bag, and I don't even think cats should come in bags. I feel like they should come wherever they want. But if we're not going to be able to put it back in, then I'm happy to look at J-Lo and Shakira both shaking their butts solo or together. I like their, their, their work as a band, but I like their solo stuff as well. The show was fire. The choreography was fire. I don't mean to ignore that part, but the scandal was about the butts and the sexuality of the dancing. Butts are big these days, you know? People know that. Everybody's aware of how big butts are. Even worms are getting in it. Getting into it. Getting part, becoming part of it. You'll hear it when I shout the next story title. A worm with butt eyes! I shouted. Scientists have discovered a new worm at the bottom of the North Atlantic Ocean that has, you guessed it, no you didn't, eyes in its head and in its bottom. Couldn't have guessed that. Even from the title, you would have probably not been able to guess that had two sets of eyes, could you have? A lot of sea creatures hanging out on the bottom of the ocean doing weird things these days. 
Used to be your regular fish, some guppies, maybe some leeches, a couple of bottom feeders, some catfish. Now you got worms with two sets of eyes. I wonder if it would make anal better or worse to be able to see what's going on back there exactly. A little bit of both, I assume. KFC. The Kentucky Fried Chicken. Well, this is very exciting news for everybody involved in the meat business. There's no more meat in the business. KFC now has fried meatless chicken. I know when I want to go eat vegan, healthy, meatless food, I want it to be deep fried so I lose all the health benefits. That's the kind of guy I am. I either want a tiny amount of health benefits outweighed by dipping it in in a fryer and making it one of the most unhealthy things on earth, or I don't want health at all. I say give me a drop of health or give me none, good sir. I'm torn on this one. Meat's not great for you. But it ain't red meat, it's chicken. I love chicken. I've been vegan before. When I was vegan, I was just enjoying mostly eating vegan things. I didn't like the fake meats. I just liked eating the fruits and the nuts and the veggies and the salads. Fake cheese is a nightmare. It doesn't taste like you're eating cheese at all. It tastes like you're eating a small child science project. Something that rolled down the side of a paper mache volcano. And hardened. But it's still a little chewy. Do you understand what I'm saying? But cheese it does not taste like. So will I try this new meatless? When you go to KFC you want the chicken. I'll try it for the life experience. So I can write about it in my memoirs one day. I'm not particularly anticipating it in some super exciting way. This has been a big week for food innovations. It's not just non-meat meat. Fried, still fried, in real fried ways. Dunkin' Donuts now featuring a donut with Frank's Red Hot Sauce on it. Um, Torn. I like a hot sauce, so I enjoy hot sauce on most things. Have I tried hot sauce on sweet things? The fact that I'm taking a long time to remember means I was drunk or high if I did it. So it's possible... I'm not going to go on record one way or the other on that. I'm interested in trying this. I am. This one's got me on board. Because we're combining two great things. We're not taking out any of the essential items. No one's saying, hot sauce now on donuts, but it's no longer a donut. We're pouring the hot sauce just on that tissue paper, that wax paper that comes with it. Because I'd just say, then you're just keep pouring, pouring hot sauce on me, basically, right on my mouth. I'd rather you didn't do that. So this is interesting. Tell me your thoughts, at Ben Glebe on Twitter. I'm curious to know what the people think. Iowa, huge debacle this week. Huge debacle. The first caucuses, the first votes in this presidential contest. Hotly anticipated. Hard fought. I don't know why anybody would even run for president. It's so grueling. Wait, I did. It's grueling. A lot of respect for people who do it. It's a round-the-clock job. Pour your resources into it. Not a good showing for Andrew Yang's team. 
1.3%, I believe, the last count that I saw, had to fire a lot of his staffers. Andrew Yang, I'm now in communication directly with their head of communications. I think he will be on the podcast in the coming weeks. Again, I like Andrew Yang. Not my candidate at the moment. I don't have a candidate at the moment. Neither does Iowa. Because they had major malfunctions in their tallying of the caucus. And if you want to try and say tallying of the caucus, don't say it out loud. It's embarrassing. I feel weird that I said it right now three, four times already. Tallying of the caucus. Caucus tally. Even caucus tallies, that sounds even worse that way. But they use an app. Didn't work too good, this app. To total the individual precincts, see the way the caucuses work, it's not a primary. New Hampshire next week is the primary, and it's coming in a, in a few days. But the caucus system is people just don't do secret ballots. They literally go into high school gyms and classrooms and random barns, and they just shout out, I'm here for Andrew Yang. I'm here for Elizabeth Warren. I'm a Bernie guy. And they try to get people to go stand in their corner like you're being picked for a pickup game in basketball, where I was often picked last as a child, and by often I mean always but always on the better game. I was like the worst of the of the good players and the best of the bad players. I was the Michael Jordan of the bad players, and a lot of the ESL students had never seen basketball before. But people who knew of the sport, I was the worst. It's a side note. Anyway, they couldn't count it. Huge errors. And it's been now four days or so, Still no official total. Now it's 99% of the precincts reporting. It was 62, only 24 hours later, supposed to be reported in full the night of the caucuses. Pete Buttigieg's team has declared the winner. Now it looks like Bernie Sanders is winning. It's within 0.01%. They can't even verify the results. It's an embarrassment. And there's already been so much talk that we need to move on from Iowa being the first vote in the country, the first caucus to tally, tally caucus, because they're all white. They're like 95% white in the state of Iowa. I spent a lot of time there recently. Super white. And now with this, I mean, the place is so white. Honestly, it's like, and I know a lot of these people now, the heads of the Iowa Democratic Party. Troy Price, I've met him, spoke at events that he invited me to speak at, emailed with him. He mispronounced my name when he introduced me to speak to their local meeting of the Iowa Democratic Party on the campaign trail. Um, Sean Bagniescu, the head of the Polk County Democrats, has been quoted in articles saying they're trying to re-verify. I know Sean. Greeted him on his birthday. Hoping he'd like me. Didn't get the one-on-one meeting with Sean, but he was very nice when I whispered happy birthday in between other speeches. You know, his memories like that will last a lifetime if I don't do anything else exciting for the next bunch of years. But Iowa, man, I mean, I love it. But it's white. It's one of the only places where their main food crop, corn, known for being yellow, also even comes in white. They're like, can we get a white as well? For the corn, white corn is a thing. They say it's even sweeter. Of course, they say it. We think everything white is a little sweeter, don't we? It's part of the problem in our society. 
People in Iowa consider regular yellow corn their Asian friends. It's just not a very diverse place is all I'm trying to say. 95% white, the other 5% off-white. They consider it diversity in Iowa when they have at least one friend who wears a black t-shirt sometimes. But look, it's embarrassing what happened there. A lot of it was because this was based on an app. We talked about that. But I don't feel like you're already first in the nation. You're already being criticized. You needed to use new technology. Because with all respect to Iowa, a place, again, I like a lot, and the people I enjoy so much and respect so much, they ain't exactly a Silicon Valley. Don't be rolling out apps during the most important election of our lifetimes. I know the app wasn't made there, but it did have to be used there, and that's kind of my point. Look, I'm not sure they even have cell phones yet in Iowa. I'm kidding. Of course, they have cell phones. They get everything that we get. So what if it's nine months later? Although that's part of it. Because with all due respect, again, to the people of Iowa, who I love, it's just not the coolest place in the world. It ain't lame. Cool people there. But I don't even think they would claim they're on the cutting edge of many things. All I'm saying is, when when was the last time you heard someone say, you know that new thing coming out of Iowa? Or Iowa's really been changing the world of music lately. The impact from Iowa on the fashion world has been remarkable. Do you get the point I'm trying to make there? Maybe you occasionally hear, oh, this dude in Iowa I know just repainted his cornhole set. Cornhole a game, of course, where you throw little bags filled with beans into little holes like 30 feet away. And it's only beans because corn would be too light. Weight-wise. Not pigment-wise. You know, I think that part of why we aren't getting the leaders that we need maybe is honestly because life in Iowa isn't as bad as it is in certain parts, certain other parts of the country. They don't, they have problems, but they don't have all the same problems as everybody else. Some of them, but for example, people in Iowa aren't being randomly shot by the police. Gang violence isn't a huge problem. Racial discrimination ain't a huge thing for the good people of Iowa. You're not hearing a lot of, we don't hire slightly off-whites here. You're not hearing that a lot. That's all I'm trying to say. We don't care for lawnmower, pinkish red, farmer's tan in these parts. So let's move on from Iowa being first. New Hampshire shouldn't be first either, 93% white. Not much better. South Carolina, now we're talking. Maybe you rotate which one's first. There are a lot of different items, a lot of different ideas. The word items was not appropriate to say right there. You and I both know that in our hearts. How else do you think I get this bumble booty? Scientists have determined that bumblebees prefer a low-fat diet. Can you believe that? That's the thing now. Researchers at the Technical University of Munich used a two-step mechanistical approach to determine that bumblebees prefer pollen that is lower in fat. I didn't know pollen had different ranges of fat content. 
I'm a little disappointed that even fucking bees can be discerning in the health of the food that they eat. While I'm excited to have a donut with hot sauce on it. And probably honestly try in one sitting both the meatless chicken and the chicken with chicken in it. In my next KFC visit. Which will be soon, I'm sure. But bees like it low fat. Well, you're not seeing so many overweight bees these days. Also because the entire species is dying. Hunter Biden financial records turned over, turned over, turned over to Republicans in the Senate. My mouth refuses to say. By the Treasury Department. Republicans have been on the slide during the impeachment trial of Trump trying to get Hunter Biden info. Get that investigation going. I say absolutely do it, of course. Because a reasonable person wants the truth to come out regardless of what political side it's on. So yeah, it's pretty shady sounding that Hunter Biden got $60,000 a month to be on the board of Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company, having no background whatsoever in energy or oil or any of that shit. So investigate it. That's good. And also punish anybody who is corrupt. And not not punish none of them. Which brings me to the impeachment trial that just concluded. Um, this is shocking news I'm going to share with you right now. Donald Trump acquitted. Acquitted completely. Not found guilty by the Senate that is controlled by Republicans. Can you? I mean, it's honestly, it's... Do you need to sit down? If you're sitting down, do you need to stand? The Republicans in Congress, not all Republicans in the country, but the Republicans in Congress are soulless and have given what they know is inappropriate behavior that is impeachable up, given their morals up, their values up, their standards up, to keep power because they are afraid of Trump and he's getting judges that they want passed and the economy is booming especially in the stock market the average American isn't much invested in. Marco Rubio just said it. Not all impeachable offenses should lead to removal from office. Oh, really, Marco? Well, why not? You got to take into account the effect it'll have on the country. Uh, No, you don't. No, you don't, because rules are rules and laws are laws, and if you want to have an entire country now full of Presidents, former presidents running around like they're in the Wild West being like, pew, 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 I used to be president. I'm going to shoot somebody in the eyes. If you want them ending the presidency and getting higher pitch in their voice and becoming a Yosemite Sam six-shooter type, shooting people in the eyes, that's the reality you're unfolding for the world right now. Only one Republican had the decency to vote against it. Mitt Romney, the catcher's Mitt himself. Perfect hair. Intact morals, at least for now. He's been shady in the past. Of course, the famous 47% comment that tanked his presidential campaign caught on a hot camera from a bartender. He didn't even realize part of the 47% was in the room. 
when he said to his rich donors, my job is not to care about the 47% of this country that I can't help. Uh, excuse me? But he voted against Trump. He said his faith is very important to himself and he can't think of a thing more against the oath of office under God that he took and that the president took than straight up for your own personal gain putting the country's interests under the bus and then running starts starting that bus and running over the person who's under on the underside of the bus especially when our allies who the aid is supposed to go to are at war and their soldiers are dying and our adversary Russia is at war with them and we shouldn't be helping them at every turn. So good for Romney, but that turned the vote into 48-52 instead of 47-53. We needed 51 votes to convict and remove Donald Trump from the presidency and take him off the ballot for 2020. So that didn't happen. So guess what? We got more Trump coming at us. Ad nauseum. That should be his slogan for 2020. Trump, Pence, ad nauseum. Keep America nauseous. Again. Kana. Kana. Bernie Sanders on the campaign trail said, and I quote, I'm heading back to the Senate to cast a vote for the impeachment of Donald Trump. No, you weren't. He was impeached already. Democrats have to be sharper on their damn messaging. He was impeached. You were going back to vote to remove him from office after his impeachment, please. All we got left now is the impeachment. During the impeachment, the day before the final vote was Trump's State of the Union in the bizarro world that has become America. Bizarro world. Backwards town. Trump didn't mention it, but definitely dissed Nancy Pelosi on a handshake strap at the top. Nancy was pissed all speech long. Famously, at the end, ripped up Trump's pre-written remarks of the speech that he handed to her. Was reading along the whole time, shaking her head no. Talking all kinds of shit with her eyes. Talking eye shit, you know what I'm saying? Ripped it up three times to make sure the cameras caught it when they were cutting away. A meme released later called Nancy doing a test run. You see her taking the papers under her pod- under her desk and making sure they tear. I don't know if she has weak hands or just thought maybe Trump gave her trick paper, assuming he would anticipate her to tear it. I don't know what the test was about. Maybe she made a little cut initially so it would just tear quicker. But it was a gangster move. I love people are like, what do you think about Nancy Pelosi's behavior? It's perfect. That's why I ran for president. That's why we need people to be gangsters right now in the face of evil in the face of immoral behavior, in the face of all of our norms being thrown out the window, white supremacists in the White House, racism being resurged in our country and across the world, anti-Semitism as well. The rule of law flouted at every turn. Our institutions being called into question and the very concept of truth, no longer even do we have facts we can agree on. This person is doing it for his own personal gain only. Fuck that guy. You tear that guy's papers up to his face. He cheated it behind his back, but he saw it. He's got heads and he's got eyes in his butt like those worms. From what I hear, allegedly, Trump has butt eyes. 
That was a clown show of a, of a State of the Union, completely partisan speech to only one side. Never seen such a partisan State of the Union in my life. Speaking only to the Republicans. Democrats only stood like once or twice for veterans in the audience. And Trump starts doing reality show style stunts during the State of the Union. This ain't The Apprentice, dog. Every president has people in the audience that they speak to. Occasionally they'll stand. That's it. Trump had a um, Trump had a, a military wife there with her two children and says her husband's been serving bravely our country and brought him down like it was an airport reunion video or a classroom reunion video on YouTube. It wasn't even that emotional because it was just so like, what's happening right here? And then he gives, he brings out Rush Limbaugh and has Melania give him the Presidential Medal of Freedom. The misogynist who said that women who complain about sexual harassment really wished it would be happening to them. Gives him the Presidential Medal of Freedom during the speech. And had Melania put it on him, she ain't the president. Although I'd be fine with it. Anybody but Trump 2020. Not mean? I mean. The fuck, you know? And of course, Trump celebrated. Good times come on. The very next day. In the White House. Had a rambling, super long, celebratory speech. Where he just improvised and ranted and said all kinds of crazy ass shit, of course. I mean, he, in this speech, was talking about the workout habits of people in Congress. He praised, I quote, the courageous Republican politicians who stood by him. Here's a tip. You know you're guilty if you have to applaud the courage of the people on your side standing by you. If you were innocent, it wouldn't take courage to stand by somebody. You would just do it because it was right. So even in his celebrations, he says sentences that make very clear how incredibly guilty this monster is. Goes another tangent. His speech literally says to Steve Scalise, the representative who was shot during the Republican softball practice for the Congress baseball game, if you remember this, literally starts saying, he looks great now, Steve, you look great. Okay, you look great. You were kind of ugly before being shot, honestly. Kind of weird looking. Now you look great. That's what the President of the United States said. Ah, the fuck? Literally at the same time this week, to show you how bonkers the priorities of our planet is and are, the President gave a State of the Union with reality show stunts in the middle of his impeachment trial Coronavirus is spreading globally. Iowa can't count their votes because their new vote counting app crashed because our democracy is now in the hands of, oops, your app needs an update. And what the country was up in arms about was J-Lo and Shakira's butts. Shit backward. 
Shit bonkers. Jojo Rabbit. I was wrong. I said a couple weeks ago in my very in-depth Oscar review that I would not watch it. I'm not a big fan of Hitler comedies. I kept hearing people see how wonderful it was. I kept saying it's worth checking out. Jewish people saying it to me. So I watched it. Turns out I was wrong. Hitler comedies are not so bad. Obviously, I still hate the idea, and it was uncomfortable for me for a lot of it as a Jewish man, but they did do it really well. And they created a likable slash incredibly horrible Hitler, and the kid interacts with him great, and it's a really good, heartwarming, moving, sad comedy. I like my comedies happy, typically, and not sad on account of the definition of what comedies are, but I would actually recommend the movie. So don't ever say I don't have an open mind. When it comes to Hitler-based comedies. I do. We're talking about bees wanting low-fat diets. I'd like to go back to animals with food preferences for a moment. Cuttlefish, apparently, due to a new experiment. A new study. Cuttlefish are these little kind of amorphous invertebrates. I think that means they don't have much of a vertebra- vertebrae. They can now... They eat less crabs during the course of the day. I'm going to cut to the chase and stop teasing you with this incredibly exciting story. If they know shrimp is on the dinner menu, they will eat fewer crabs throughout the day to save room for dinner. If they know uh, shrimps are around that time of year, that season, that part, or in in this case, this experiment, in the tank, they'll eat less crabs than they normally would. So even cuttlefish now have far more self-control than most of us listening, and certainly than I do. I'm getting so fat, I had to buy new clothes recently. I think I said this already last week. If I didn't, then I'm saying it now for the first time. And if I did, it bears repeating. I didn't even consider eating healthier or losing weight or going to the gym. I thought, I have to buy new clothes now. That's a problem. Snoop Dogg. Loves Bill Cosby still. What? Okay, there was a big controversy this week. Gail King, African-American TV host on CBS this morning or whatever it is, Oprah's best friend, in an interview asked a African-American female reporter and famous athlete, Leslie, I'm blanking on her last name, um, what she thought about Kobe's legacy considering his checkered past. She said, I have no problem with it. I think that Kobe is an icon and he was always very nice to me. I never saw anything like that. And she says, well, of course he wouldn't show it to you. She has a pretty fair response, but it was part of a longer conversation. And again, I like Kobe and I think nothing was proven. And I think you don't bring things like this up in the wake of somebody's death and try to castigate the memory of a hero to so many people when there was nothing proven but CBS released the clip out of context just that little clip to make it salacious and much of the black community is up in arms over it and Snoop Dogg Instagrammed something to the effect of like Gail and I believe this story gets pretty nuts in a second he goes Gail Kobe was our superhero bitch a little aggressive. I know it's Snoop using Snoop language, but a little aggressive if you ask me. 
But okay, say what you will. And then the plot thickens. Bill Cosby from prison tweets at Snoop saying, thank you so much for doing that. Why are black female successful women trying to tear down successful black men? I'm here in my penthouse when they put me here. By that he means jail, by the way, for being a serial rapist. He calls it a penthouse in his gated community. They have not stopped me, and they cannot stop me. And nobody can tear black men down, and people should never do it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Snoop. To which Snoop Dogg posted that and put his caption on Instagram saying something to the effect of, Love you, Uncle Bill. Um, no. There's a line that you draw, and that line is far drawn well before serial rapists. How's them apples sound? You don't back serial rapists. I don't care if you played a funny sitcom dad that wore fun sweaters that inspired Drake's entire fashion wardrobe. You don't do it. And of course, because our country is stupid a lot of the time, free Bill Cosby is now trending on Twitter. Let's not free Bill Cosby, okay? Unproven allegation. We can put that in perspective and obviously realize something needs to be proven. An isolated incident should not castigate an entire character. A string of drugging people and having sex with them against their will. That's pretty good evidence the guy's a dick and he's in jail for it now. And how about leave Cosby alone, huh? As far as defending him. Don't leave him alone as far as giving him, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of bullshit. Sand dunes hate each other. The fuck news reports? Scientists turned a normal jellyfish into a fast cyborg jellyfish by implanting little um, robot motor controllable by a remote inside the jellyfish. And they would fire it off and it would go three times faster. They're the most efficient movers in the ocean already. They don't move fast. They move efficiently, I guess, energy-wise, because they use, like, their whole body to I could watch a jellyfish go, for days. You know what I mean? They score like, I got stung by a jellyfish once real bad in the ocean in San Diego. Had to go to the hospital. I have no hard feelings. That's how much I love jellyfishes. Okay? Big fan. I don't feel like we need to make them go at our own pace. I don't feel like we've got to put motor engines in them. I don't feel like we've got to be turning even sea creatures into robots. Already robots are taking our jobs. Now they're taking over sea creatures as well. Can we slow down with the robotics, please? We know it's going to take over our society. We don't need to do it. Can even the ocean be a safe haven from robots taking our jobs? Is that possible? And on that fun note, it's time to check in with the Brain Trust. All of you listening. The Glebe of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The Glebe Squad. The Friends with Benefits. It is time for Twitter Answers. I asked, what's your pet peeve? 
asked this question, I think, in the past. It's a great one. I'll ask it repeatedly in the future as well. So many good answers. Stephanie Walters, our friend, at Stephanie199124, said, when people write K instead of writing OK, 100%. People write K, that's a dick move. It's not just a pet peeve even to me. That's like almost a declaration of war. I'll see you at the place. K. Oh, did I do something? You pissed at me now? The fuck's with the K? You're right. Okay. I even prefer an OKAY, to be honest with you. Or you can give me one of those mm, fingers. You know, one of those like, okay. Kind of okay finger moves. Ollie Pettigrew. At Ollie, O-L-I underscore Pettigrew. One of the hosts of Right This Minute. The show I've done now nine times. Based out of Arizona. Nationally syndicated viral video show. I was on it a week and a half ago when I was in Phoenix. Yet again. Said... I said, what is your pet peeve? He says, I've never even had a peeve as a pet. More of a dog guy. I'm just going to let that one sit for a second. I'm going to let Ollie feel bad about bringing that particular pun into this podcast. If you want to submit a formal apology, Ollie, you can do it. At Ben Glebe on Twitter. Hashtag Brain Trust. At Last Week on Earth on Twitter. Our old friend Optimus for PA Gov at John Hollowich says his pet peeve is otherwise healthy people using motorized shopping carts while on their phones drives me batshit crazy. Look, if you're doing it to be on your phone and not pay attention to people, I get it. But generally speaking, I'd like to agree or disagree with this one. Only because in college I would do hidden camera bits or I would take one of those motorized carts at the market and just drive around and terrorize people. And it's so much fun being in like basically a car inside of a market. It's an experience you have to have in life. Don't do it regularly. Don't be a dick about it. Do it with purpose. Do it to prank people or something good, something important, something strong, something righteous. But it's so much fun. I also had a very bad back once. And another time a very bad, I think it was a knee that was pretty jacked up. And I had to take a cart when the... Guys, here's a hot airport tip for you. When the guy that drives the carts to the airport, and they're always going like, beep, beep, get out of the way. But they say it with their mouth because they can't give them a horn for some reason. They go, beep, beep, give them a horn. You know, don't make the guy beep like he's a, like a, like, like a choo-choo train. He's a grown man. But I digress. And they carry like six, seven people to their gates. If you're tired or like exhausted or late for your gate or something and your body hurts, you can say, do you mind if I hop on? They'll let you hop on, and it's heaven. You're flying through an airport on a car. Do I need to explain any further why that's cool? I believe it's very cool. Danielle Sepul Valentine, her current handle says, but it's Danielle Sepulveris at LSEP on Twitter. An ex of mine, by the way. Her pet peeve is people who are named Ben Glebe. Wait, what? I'm kidding. We're on very good terms now. We weren't for a minute, but we're on good terms again. Her pet peeve is people who stand on the left side of the escalator. I honestly didn't even know there was a hard and fast rule that you have to be on one side of the escalator or the other. I guess on the left side, you're supposed to be able to pass people. On the right, you're supposed to be able to stand. I know that's true for those flat ones at airports. I didn't know it was true for all escalators. Why are you in such a rush, Danielle? Maybe that's why it didn't work out between us. We were just at different paces in our lives, you know? 
She's a good author, though. Check out her stuff at E-L-L-E-S-E-P on Twitter. I just redeemed myself from all that shit talking by giving her a spelled out plug. First time I've sung today. I have spoken lyrics twice, but first time I've sung. KDP at Apple Z is my pal. When a president uses the power of his office to try to extort a foreign leader into interfering in our democracy, then the legislative branch doesn't hold him accountable. Oh, and people who don't use headphones in public. Touche on both of them right there, you know what I'm saying? Touche on both of them right there. Um, I'm unfamiliar with an example of the first part of that in reality. Like, I'm sure a, a president would never extort a foreign leader for his own benefit. And then our Congress, if they caught him doing that, I'm sure they would hold him into account. But theoretically, yeah, that would be a really annoying pet peeve for sure for me too. People don't wear headphones in public. It doesn't bother me unless they're listening to music or on a phone call. I don't feel like all people have to wear headphones. Only if they're listening to audio, I think, does that come into account. By the way, John Hollowich, a minute ago, I forgot to read his hashtags. Of course, Twitter answers where you can find these questions every week. Hashtag brain trust. We should all be hashtagging to be able to find each other on on Twitter. And hashtag proud Glebe 2020 contributor. I just want to make sure I went back to that. And thank you so much for your donation to the campaign. That's so cool of you. Toby Herman, just three of these left. And then a quick thunder round and we out. Toby Herman at Toby Herman 27. When they put the customer copy on top of the restaurant copy, so you end up signing it by mistake. Honestly, I would die on this hill. Hell yes. They always do it too. Like I think 70% of the time. I'm signing customer copies very often and then angrily folding it and putting it in my pocket. Put the merchant one on top. If I want my customer copy, I'm going to go looking for it. But you don't have somebody a pen and a thing to sign with a sign line and then put the wrong one on top. I prefer restaurants to go the extra mile and have it separately printed where the customer copy doesn't even have a signature line. But some plays are lazy. They're trying to save a buck. Fine, but at least put it under like a gentleman or a or a, or a kind lady. We should make a, a saying now for not a saying, a term equivalent to gentlemen. It shouldn't be just ladies. Why is there no adjective describing how gentle these ladies are? Gentlemen and kind ladies. Gentlemen and kind ladies, please beware. Please quiet down. Gentlemen and polite ladies. Gentlemen and kind ladies. One of the two. Tell me. At Ben Glebe on the old Twitter. Hashtag brain trust. Andrea Heinley at Andrea underscore Heinley says, Management that won't say good morning because they consider you beneath them in the hierarchy. I can't believe. That's not even pet peeve. That's like workplace bullshit. It's basically discrimination against it. It's classism is what it is. What kind of an asshole ever thinks they're better than anybody else? Can you believe that anybody thinks that? How is that a mind state to be? And what kind of a monster do you have to be to think you're better than people who are at lower positions in your company? I was having a conversation about this with my assistant the other day, who whose name I can't remember right now, but the point being, I said, hi, assistant, and good morning to you. So, it's disgusting behavior. And obviously I'm joking, it truly is bullshit. 
And I know my assistant's name. Don't make me say it right now, but I know it. Butsy Collins, at Not Just Hillary. Slow talkers. I feel you on that. I feel you on that, girl. Sometimes people that tell stories a lot, love telling stories, they think they're around a campfire and they're Maya Angelou weaving tales. Pick up the pace. And to me, not just slow talkers, a pet peeve for me, a big one for me, people give unnecessary details and stories. I move fast. I talk fast. I want to get a lot of important information out in life. I'm not trying to have 20-minute conversations if you tell me you went to the market and ended up buying beans because the corn was too light. Cut to the chase. Don't tell me. If I can tell you a major story that involves, you know, part of a presidential campaign and being snubbed by Bernie Sanders or fucking with Barack Obama on the campaign trail in 08 and I can tell it in two minutes, you don't need 12 minutes for your story about how somebody cut you off and then they kept driving like a dick. You say that in that one sentence. I don't need to know. And this guy, he must have been 90. He had this car and the car was slow and it was old and he was clicking his blinker. And I should have known. I should have known. Just say you were cut off. That's it. I don't need the, the, the Wikipedia entry of the driver. Sorry for yelling. My tour continues with four nights of shows, six shows at the Comic Strip in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and the West Edmonton Mall, second biggest mall on planet Earth. My feature act will be Leah Lamar, very funny comedian, dear friend of mine. She plays my girlfriend in the movie Be Like Trees, which you can see for free on YouTube. An entire movie shot on an iPhone by Ryan Drolet, past podcast guest. Who I also created and wrote, or I, who I wrote and acted in the web series Cynodopes with, who you can also see for free on YouTube. So check all that shit out and get tickets to my shows February 27th through March 1st in Edmonton with Leah Lamar at BenGlebe.com. Just do it. You know you want to do it. I'm going to take a sip of water now as we start the Thunder Round. It's true. Avocado crime is soaring. As Mexican gangs have been turning their focus from opium to green gold. Weird news reports. We love the weird news stories here in the Thunder Round. so makes us strong. And it's the Thunder Round because you cannot hear lightning, can you? And this is a podcast. And if you're watching this podcast instead of listening to it, since we also do video now, well, you got me on that one. But still for the other people, you don't got me. So why don't you back the fuck off? How's that sound? You know what I'm saying? Ha ha ha. The rise in avocado-related crime has turned some regions into no-go areas, even for the police. Mexico really knows how to step up a lot of insane crime-level stuff. Until recently, their organized crime groups, their main source of revenues, were, you know, heroin. But heroin prices have been dropped down because of fentanyl, which is synthetic heroin, being created here in the States, which has dropped heroin prices around the globe, really. And so they've turned to avocados. First, they were just extorting avocado growers to pay them money. Now, they're hijacking avocado trucks, exporting it themselves. Super Bowl was coming up, they needed a bunch of avocados. I wonder if you hijack 
an avocado truck. Are you aware that it still costs extra? That's one question I have. If somebody tries to jack your avocados, first thing I do is like, sure, let me go grab them for you in the back. And I would just quickly like jump all over them and roll my body around, try as fast as possible to turn it into guacamole. So then you can, sure, you're covered in smashed avocado, but you can say to the criminal, oh, I don't have any avocados. This is guacamole back here. I'm, I'm just enjoying this delicious dip slash bath of cados. Of cados. Of avocados. You get the point that I'm trying to say there. It's not cool, though. At UK Brain Trust, the British Bureau of this podcast is back. The story brought to my attention, Chris Carter. Minnie Mouse, a video, viral video, beat the shit out of a security guard in Las Vegas. Minnie Mouse, like straight up from Disneyland looking Minnie Mouse, like perfect plush costume. Takes that head off. Beats up a security guard so aggressively. Mickey Mouse trying to stop the fight. Not exaggerating with that. Not joking around. Mickey Mouse trying to stop the fight. Mouse, not mice. There was only one Mickey Mouse. If there's more than one Mickey Mouse, is it Mickey Mice? Couldn't stop him. Got punched in the head himself, actually, while trying to stop it. Eventually, thank goodness, Goofy came to the rescue. Was able to separate Minnie from the security guard. Still angered, Minnie Mouse hilariously pulled off her oversized cartoon shoes and stormed off at the behest and the request of the voice of reason in our world, Goofy. And nobody was killed. And that's the great news. Because there's weird stories in this world. It's hard to escape them. People need a release sometimes, and occasionally somebody seeks out a prostitute. But burgers aren't that good, I report confusingly. A man was arrested during a prostitution sting in South Albuquerque on Tuesday. According to the criminal complaint, 36-year-old Dominic Calderon rode a bicycle up to an undercover officer posing as a prostitute. After agreeing on terms and a price, Calderon asked for the officer's phone number because he wasn't going to have enough money until Friday. Then the undercover officer noticed that Calderon was carrying a to-go bag from Chili's. Asked what was in it. Calderon said it was a hamburger. Officer said, you can just fuck me for a hamburger. Calderon agreed and was arrested. Oh my God, not only a sting operation, but a burger sting? A burger sting? That is cold. That officer was desperate to bust this guy. As desperate as this guy was to have sex with an undercover officer unbeknownst to him, this officer's like, I really need to meet my quota of getting guys who can't get laid to do a victimless crime that doesn't hurt anybody. Fuck you for that burger. I wonder what she agreed to do for his side of fries. Until last week, next week, this has been Last Week on Earth. Goodbye now, bye-bye. Last Week on Earth.